Hello, and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English, founder of The Silver Edge. Our mission at The Silver Edge is to inspire men and women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond to live their strongest, healthiest, most fulfilling lives. In this podcast, we share stories of amazing individuals who are doing just that to help motivate you to become the healthiest version of yourself, regardless of your age. And now, on to today's podcast. Hello, my guest today is Dr. Maria Christina. Maria is a 74-year-old retired CEO, a certified health and wellness coach, and founder of the AgeWell System. At age 70, Maria entered her first fitness competition and won a national title. Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Good to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. So certainly want to talk to you a lot about um, your fitness journey, but let's go back um, and talk about what were you like as a child? Were you an active child? Were you involved in sports? Uh, I was the most unathletic kid there was, <laughs> the last one to be picked in dodgeball, <laughs> never picked for a team through grade school or uh, high school, and barely got through the physical ed requirement for college <laughs> because I couldn't swim. So um, I would say pretty um, unathletic. Uh, my Dad, on the other hand, was really into tennis, and so I guess that was the only sport that I tried, but I wasn't very good at that. And so I would say um, not that active and certainly not athletic at all. Okay, and then going into the your university years, it sounds like you weren't athletic at that point as well, that fitness wasn't really something you were pursuing at that time? You know, I was very focused on the career. And mm -hmm. this, you know, it brings with it a lot of stress and a lot of focus. Um, I was a college president by the time I was 49 and that, that took quite a bit to get there. And so that was my, my singular focus. And uh, so the thing that comes, you know, we compartmentalize is our health um, journey. So as we're working and focusing on our career journey, that tends to be what we do, especially as women, we try to overdo it. And so we, mark, we put that in a little compartment and we ascend on our, um, our professional career. And then as the years go on, <laughs> the health tends to decline. The stress gets greater, the weight comes on, um, the, and, and then the belief that, well, that's just the way it is. Yeah, I, I think that's very well spoken and certainly something that I think resonates with a lot of people. I mean, in my own personal life, I, I know that certainly there was a, a time in my life where um, my between my career and my family, I really didn't have, I felt like I didn't have time for anything else. And right. by the time I found myself being relatively un, un, inactive and unhealthy, um, I think that I was at a crossroads, right? There were two paths you can go at that point. You can say, well, that's, you know, that's, that's just, that's this part of life, right? I'm entering this stage of life. And then there's the other path. Well, well now, Hey, wait a minute. Maybe, maybe this isn't, you know, my, my destiny and I, I can change that. And certainly um, I think you have a story to tell there, right? 
Um, a- absolutely. I, I think the turning point for me was as I was in, I spent 40 years in, in higher education and the last uh, 20 of which I spent as a college president. And I was watching my colleagues decline in health as well as my own health um, with cardiovascular issues, weight issues, um, the result of a lot of stress slowing down. And uh, it really brought to my attention that if I didn't take responsibility for my health, um, no one else was going to. So <laughs> from the standpoint of the, the regions or the boards, it's, you know, if the CEO passes away, then you have to do another search, right? <laughs> and so it's, let's not invest, or there wasn't really a, a feeling of investment in in the cadre of professionals that, that existed. It was like you are on your own. And if you don't figure it out for yourself, then nobody else is going to do that. I watched a couple of colleagues pass away literally on the job. And that was certainly my pathway if I didn't intervene. And as we age, there are issues that we face that we think are kind of just part of the aging process, which I'm a contrarian when it comes to that, because I don't believe that that's the case. We have more control. We can take more control over how we age than we generally think. Oh, I, I'm wholeheartedly with you there. Um, I, you know, you read a lot of articles in, in popular press and things about, um, you know, that you're going to lose X percent of muscle mass per year as you age. And that you shouldn't do this exercise or that exercise. And there's this perception out there that that's just, it's fatalistic. That's just the way it is. And um, I wholeheartedly agree with you that there, a lot of that is in the individual's hands. We don't have to surrender ourselves to that and that there is a path for becoming stronger and fitter as we age and to have that very fulfilling lifestyle that being fit and healthy brings about. Well, I think what you're doing is really great because it's focusing on just the reverse of this mentality that we have to decline as we age and we don't have to do that, but we don't have enough models out there or we don't concentrate on those who have done it best. So, you know, there are so many examples. Jane Fonda comes to mind, 80 plus, and look what she's doing. She's in a whole new realm of life. I think she calls it the third act. Uh, she starred in a film when she was 79. She was, uh, there were four f- female characters. She played the sexiest of, of the characters. She was the oldest one. Uh, there was, uh, there's so many examples beyond someone who has all the trappings of in the entertainment and the entertainment role, having, mm-hmm. you know, all the, the support there, there, is a well, she just passed away, but she was still teaching yoga at a hundred years of age. She passed wow. away at the age of 102. I saw her on the Rachel Ray show at 98. She had to slip out of her stilettos so that she could give a demonstration of great yoga demonstration. There's the 90 some odd year old competitive ice skater. She had a a serious accident when she was 84. Uh, She was in intensive care. Within four months, she's back on the ice, competed right through her 90s, uh, passed away, I think, at 94, 95. But there are many of those examples, but we don't really concentrate on the number of people who have done it right. 
and we can all do it right. We just don't have a plan for the most part. That's, that's why we're here. And that's, that's why yes. this podcast exists. <laughs> that's why I'm talking to you because I, I, you're preaching to the choir here. I, I agree wholeheartedly and I agree that we need more and maybe it's just education and awareness around the fact that, like you said, that, that third act or fourth act of your life can be just as fulfilling and just as, as wonderful and, and healthy as your, or in some cases, healthier and more fulfilling than, you know, your twenties, thirties, forties, et cetera. So, um, certainly agree with that. So in your own personal fitness journey, was there, I mean, you, you, you talked to us about being the, you know, in a, a pretty high pressure job and it's kind of consuming your, your life and to some degree, your health. Was there an incident or an aha moment? Where, where did you find fitness or did that come on a little more gradually? Well, I think I introduced it for the employees. So I started wellness programs at almost just about each of the institutions where I served as president, but I didn't participate myself. So I thought it was, you know, good for them. But I didn't have time for myself. Now I show uh, executives, you do have time. We have time to do whatever we want to do. We have time to do nothing if that's what we want to do. So then we can find the time. But I didn't answer your question. There was that moment when I was contemplating retirement. I was about six months out. Uh, I worked until I was 69. And I didn't want to be working at my 70th birthday. I wanted to make a transition at that time. And my financial advisor watching me get chunkier and chunkier and chunkier, but I had known him long enough over the years where he said to me, I think you should see my trainer. And that was the moment I I thought, well, I I can't solve it for myself. I, you know, and I thought picking up a weight, no way, I'm never going to do it. That's too hard. And I think that's what most, most women do think. Um, but I thought, what do I have to lose? I can't lose the weight. Um, I thought I could do it in my fifties and I couldn't, I thought I could do it in my sixties and I couldn't. And I just, it just kept getting worse. So I saw the trainer and that was the moment that kind of turned me into the investment in my own health. The training wasn't sufficient enough, although it got me on the pathway to the journey. So then I needed to figure out nutrition, and that's when I became a health coach because that's the, 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 that's the discipline there is how do you move your life into healthy eating, healthy practices? How do you habit form differently? And, and, so, and then from there, after training for a couple of years, then I became a trainer. So I, I made that full transition. And I think that we're starting to think about aging a little bit differently. There's a view um, that's pretty well substantiated that 3 million boomers will live to 100 or beyond. So if that's the case, things are kind of changing a little bit because I can remember 20 years ago, you would rarely see a birthday card. No, you wouldn't for a 90 year old. Or a hundred year old? No, but what you would see was over the hill for fifty year olds. Okay, yeah. that was yeah. the case. You know, tons of cards, birthday cards saying, you know, it's kind of over now. Now, even though we've progressed in terms of how long we're, we're predicted to live, that mindset 
about what happens to us at 50 is still there with so many people. So in their 40s, they're thinking about, oh, no, I'm going to be 50 and that's going to be old. So the the mind will take the body places. So where you are in your mind, your body tends to follow. So now you've said to yourself, I'm at 40, I'm going to be old at 50. Then what happens is you start to do things that are prematurely aging. You start to slow down. You start to think you don't have to worry about weight. You can eat the way you always eat. It's okay. You're 50 now and you're going to gain weight. You're going to slow down. You don't have to, you know, you're going to hurt yourself if you do anything. And just the opposite is the case. You've got to intervene. You've got to do more. And this idea of, of telling 70 year olds, all you have to do is walk and that's exercise. Well, that's better than getting, you know, that's better than just sitting on the couch. Walking, I won't say anything bad about it, but it simply is not enough. You have to add resistance training because, as you said, you start to lose that muscle mass, um, a percentage of it every decade after 40, and bone density as well. Mm -hmm. So the clients that I see are the ones that want to get stronger. They're the ones that want to be able to play with their grandkids. They're the ones that want to be able to reach that bottom shelf in the supermarket without begging for help. They're the ones that want to be active and have a life that is energized. And they want to take more control. We can. Yeah, that's that's beautifully spoken. Um, I, I agree that I think there's this, this mindset that a lot of people over 50 have, and it becomes a, a self-fulfilling prophecy to your point. Um, these people, they do continue down the same path and have these bad eating habits and the make poor lifestyle choices. And you're, like you said, they, they're in their mind, they're just thinking, well, that's the way it is. This is what happens at this age. And our society somewhat reinforces that. And we just need to get out in front of that and be role models for these people and, and kind of help people understand that there's, there is another path and there's a way to be uh, much more vibrant. I think you said in one of your one of your Instagram posts, we don't have to become fragile. We can become stronger as we age. And I, I love that. That's, that's great. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely the truth. So today I'm picking up weight and you don't have to lift heavy at all. But uh, I'm watching the progression and the change in, in, in my body and how much stronger I am in my 70s than I ever was really in my 50s and how much more tone my body has and muscle definition. It just, um, our bodies are meant to move. We just don't let them do it because we feel that, that we can't. But the most exciting thing to me is overcoming that belief that we cannot do it. But in the process of aging, we do a number of things. And that first thing is about our mindset. We believe that it's going to go downhill and sure enough, we don't do anything, and then we find it incredibly difficult because we haven't made any investment in our health. The nutritional piece is huge because what do we do? We eat sugar-filled food, uh, fried food, processed food, um, GMOs. We don't monitor ourselves as we age. We give ourselves... The, the privilege of eating the way we wish to eat. So we eat like teenagers, okay? Supersize everything. Well, we can't 
eat that way when our metabolism is slowing down. So what you could do in your 20s and 30s, and you could kind of get away with it, you could drop the weight quickly. We can't do it as we age. So we have to be more intent on uh, the process of nutrition, but it really is the science of eating. So there's more than just what you eat. It's how, when. There's so much more to that whole process of digestion and and portion control. There's a lot to nutrition besides just what you're going to consume. Other than those things that I said you shouldn't be consuming, like sugar um, is the most detrimental thing we can put in our bodies. And yet it's in almost everything that we consume. So I really tell clients just try, first of all, to, to eat real food. But if you're eating in a way that is unhealthy, and you know if you are, <laughs> if you can change just one thing. Too many people try to either go on a diet, change the completely completely the way that they eat, and what happens? They fail. Okay, and then it's a downward, you know, spin <laughs> into mm-hmm. okay. I, you know, I ate the first four cookies. I must I should finish the package, right? So, the the important thing is to start with small steps and to have some success with very small steps. And the other important thing is to stay consistent. So, with what we decide to do. I'm working with a client right now who's trying to manage her nutrition. And we're starting with one thing. And it's the time at which she will have the last bite before she goes to bed. Okay, so moving that timeline up. And then we're looking at how slowly she will eat that last meal. That's all. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's all. And then we'll move to the next step once she's had success there. But trying to do everything means you probably are not going to be able to do anything. And then failure reinforces failure. That that certainly seems to be the case with a lot of folks. And that's why I think pretty much 99%, I don't know what the statistic is, but most diets fail. And for the reasons that you just mentioned, a a diet is, is completely disruptive. It's doing something completely different. It's usually time-based. Well, I, I want to lose 10 pounds, so I'll diet until I lose 10 pounds. Well, then what? Right. I think the way you talk about it makes a lot makes a lot more sense. If we just incorporate small, healthy changes so that they become a part of our lifestyle as opposed to something, well, I'm, I, you know, bikini season's coming, so I've, I've got to just do this rash thing for a short amount of time, that's not sustainable. It's, in many cases, it's it's not healthy, no. um, but certainly incorporating sound nutrition into your lifestyle, so it's just a part of who you are, makes a lot more sense, um, especially for the, the long haul. Absolutely. It has to be a lifestyle. It has to be something that is sustainable. And diets are not sustainable. They can help you get maybe that immediate bit of gratification, but most dieters end up being yo-yos, you know, they go up and down. And I was that too, chasing every single package um, diet plan. And and those are really not healthy alternatives uh, that they're quick fixes. And I think too often we think, what's what's the magic pill? (laughs) Can I just take the magic pill and not do anything? I'll just take the magic pill. Okay, it comes in a box, and that's what I'm going to eat. And then I'll, you can't do that forever. And then what's in that box 
what are the ingredients? And so I always tell clients, flip over the pack and see what's in there because that's the other dilemma that we have is that everything is starting to be marketed as healthy and uh, low fat, non-fat, 100% whole grain. And then you take a look at the package and you're just shocked to see what the rest of the story is. But the marketing is so slick that it's very easy to believe it. Marketers have caught on to the health craze, and uh, I'm with you. Um, even in my own health household, my wife will occasionally bring home something and say, "Oh, look, this is you know non-GMO and it's healthy and it has chia seeds in it." I'm like, great! And you flip it over, and the second ingredient is sugar, right? <laughs> and the third ingredient is palm oil. Oh man, no, that's that's you're you're missing the point there. Whoever that manufacturer is, so absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. all natural. I, I love that one. All natural. all natural, yeah, sugar, all natural. <laughs> sure, yeah. That's that's good for you, right? All natural sugar. Let's switch a little bit. I, I think we can agree that um, incorporating whole foods into into a lifestyle is the way to go there for nutrition. Let's talk a little bit about your thoughts on recovery. What do you advise folks, or what do you do in your own practice for recovery? I know you're you're a practitioner of yoga, and talk to us a little bit about how sleep plays into recovery for you as well. Oh well, that's one of my top tips, and and that is. As we age, sometimes sleep gets to be disrupted, and it's essential to aging well. There's a lot of brain science connected to sleep and sleep deprivation and and even Alzheimer's attached to uh, some of the studies in terms of sleep deprivation um, advancing, you know, a cognitive decline. So I think we have to be careful that we monitor how much sleep we get. I'm not against cat napping at all. If you have a bad night of sleep, getting a little bit extra, but I think concentrating on that, um, it is, it is, it's restorative. Our bodies need it uh, to function well. Um, people who don't sleep don't lose weight, you know, and tend to be more stressed, of course, because they're, they're sleep deprived. And, and it's, it's a dangerous state to be in. So I think that sleep is really critical. I think hydration is very important. And I always tell my clients to measure out how much water they get in, in a day and to have a container because that's how I keep track because it's too easy to lose track of the fact that how much did I really drink today? But if you have the container and you fill it up every morning, you know how much you're consuming per day. So it's a little, little help for me, I know, and it's helped others. But the sleep hydration, um, eating clean, and then getting the proper kind of exercise. And yes, yoga, I totally believe in yoga for the benefits in terms of total body health, for your mind, for your spirit, getting into meditation, all of that leads to healthy aging. And I think that the wonderful, most wonderful complement is yoga and strength training, those two together. Okay, walking if you want to. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think yoga and, and and strength or resistance training are, are very powerful. And if you, you team that with uh, some good nutrition and some sound recovery, that's the key to, I mean, right there, that's it. We, we can say that's the key to healthy aging, I think. Absolutely. We've got to change our mentality about how long we can stay active. If there can be people that are active at 100 
barrel racer who's over 85 who races with teenagers comes to mind. Now, you know how strenuous barrel racing is. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she's in her late 80s and she's competing against teenagers. So what these elders, because now that's the new term for age elders, uh, what they, the the older elders, because I think of myself as a younger elder, (laughs) the older elders are, are showing us is that there isn't, there doesn't have to be a ceiling on our level of fitness. And we can start at any time. So if I was this unathletic individual gaining weight, stressed out, and I didn't start until I was 69, and I was competing by the time I was 71, which shows you how fast the body can learn to do different kinds of things. So now I'm challenging myself for you know doing a headstand, doing doing a handstand. And I'm almost getting there, you know, and, and doing a um, back bend. So those are those are the things that I wanted to do. And I, by the time I'm 75, I'm going to be able to do one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I love competing. Well, I'm so saddened by the fact that there are so few women that compete. And yet it seems that men, of course, maybe men, I don't know, no, I don't know the reason for it, but men tend to compete far into far more advanced years than women. So you see the women sort of drift away right into the, right about the late 50s, very few in the 60s, and just about no one there in the 70s. And I would really like to change that mentality about how long can we have a body that is able to be at its best level. So competition for me is that accountability factor and and that the athletes that you're competing with are at the top level of their conditioning and fitness. They're eating the right way, 100% clean. There is no alcohol. (laughs) There is no sugar. Um, There's no flour, no bread products, nothing like that. Um, Maybe afterwards, but during that time of, 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 of uh, preparation for the competition, which is usually about four strict months prior to the event, uh, there is total attention on the best quality of health possible. And to me, that's very exciting to hold yourself accountable to that. And without that, it's so easy to cheat on ourselves. We tend to cheat on ourselves. <laughs> so I think having a trainer is essential. And people say, well, you don't need a trainer. Oh, yes, I do. I always need a trainer. I'll be training when I'm in my 80s or 90s. Um, I hope I'm still doing yoga and have a yoga instructor in my 80s. Why not? We just put that ceiling into our brains way too early. There's no reason that we have to think that we have to decline at 60 or 50. That's great. And I know that um, you obviously, you got into uh, a bodybuilding competition at the national level, won a national title. Um, It's actually international, Kevin. (laughs) International, excuse me. Yeah, that's amazing. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I saw in one of your posts where you're preparing for your next big international competition is in November. Is that right? Yes, that is the AAU and the um, ICN. So these are both uh, natural 
competitions, so natural body uh, federations. So that's what I, I only compete in, in natural federations where the, all the athletes are tested. And I'm very excited about that. Just, just to inter- sorry to interrupt, but for anybody who doesn't understand what that means, you're saying that natural and everybody's tested. That means that they're being tested for perf- uh, performance enhancing drugs and things of that nature, right? Correct. Yep. Correct. Okay. Yep. So one can build muscle without any of the enhancements. And so there are a number of federations that are insisting that that be the case. And those are the ones that, that I uh, will be competing in. So yes, this will be, um, I started in the 71, at 71 and I'll be 74. So I'm excited about this November competition and I'll probably be doing three different categories. Uh, one will be the sports model which you show you have a you have a theme and you show a um your level of conditioning and then there's swimsuit and bikini and i'm gonna do all three that's fantastic what an inspiration (laughs) yeah um that you can do that and it's not just that you could do it at your age but that you can start so anybody out there listening that might be out of shape or thinking you know that's you know that's way out of out of striking distance for me Certainly, you've shown that it, it can be done, and uh, you, you've taken that that level of fitness to a let's just say an international level. That's that's amazing. I noticed also on your Instagram that you you like to travel, and I think in some of your posts you even say, you know, the type of travel that that I'm drawn to, maybe some adventurous type of travel, really wouldn't be afforded to me without without my health. Can you talk a little bit about? how your your fitness and your wellness, your nutrition, all of this comes together and allows you to really get the most out of life and not just on the stage when you're competing, but just enjoying life in, in general. Uh, absolutely. So I guess it really came to my attention during this trip in, in Bali where we had to hike down 170 steep steps uh, up and back. And I did that twice in a row to get these incredible waterfall uh, photographs. So I was, I was with a um, women's entrepreneurial group, and one of the excursions that we had after our business meetings was this uh, adventure to the waterfall in Bali, and I was able to go back and forth two days in a row, uh, barely huffing and puffing, and there were 40-year-olds in the group that were struggling. So I really... Uh, em- embrace the excitement of being able to fully appreciate what my body can do given a little bit of conditioning. Now, without that, uh, it would have been difficult, if not impossible, to go down all those slippery stairs back up again uh, twice in a row uh, in a warm day. So, yes, I, I think that that experience told me everything is worth it because you can more fully participate in life when you are in in good condition so there's traveling that people want to do and they put it off until their 70s or or beyond and you you see them and it's it's disheartening we went uh, just recently before the shutdown <laughs> we were cruising in uh, early January, and the number of people aboard that cruise ship 
in wheelchairs and just barely getting to the to the um, buffet lines <laughs> was amazing. And then to see, of course, what they're eating <laughs> reinforced yeah. the fact that that's why they were, you know, overweight um, and and obviously had some other health conditions attached to the age that they were. So for us not getting into the condition that we need to in our 70s, we're going to be very limited in our 80s or not. So my goal is to be studying flamenco dancing in Madrid when I'm in 85. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, yeah so absolutely. Why have not? those goals. Why not have those goals? Yeah. Yeah, and that's a very, obviously for you, that's a very realistic goal. There's no reason why you can't. So let's talk a little bit before we kind of wrap up here. You have um, you have a great website. Talk a little bit about your business and the type of folks that you work with. I, I, I'd say that you work primarily with people 50 and older. You yes. Work, and it's is it primarily women or do you it's have primarily women. Okay. Yes, okay. it's primarily women. Yes, yeah, so I work with women to get past this mentality of aging that we've been talking about. Okay, so that's the first step. So my program, the Age Well, Ageless Life System, is all about what we do about mindset, what we do about nutrition, and what we do about movement and all together, how that can tremendously impact our lives. So I have a website, and it's under Dr. Maria Christina. On that website, they'll have lots of free starting points. Okay, so lots of information about nutrition, lots of information about how to get started. What's a warm-up like? Okay, so if you've never done anything and you're 70, you can do something. And here's where you start. So if you've never picked up a weight before, and that was me at 69, I thought, oh my gosh, it's too hard. I can't do it. Okay, well, you can do it. You do have the time and it's not that hard. So I show how to begin. And all of those little videos are on my website. Then I have a Facebook business page, and that's also under Dr. Maria Christina. And there I also show how do you order at a restaurant? How do you get past those uh, chips at a Mexican restaurant? Okay, there's a way around it. How do you eat clean at a Mexican restaurant? You can do it. And I give some tips on how to do it as well as how to meal prep and how do you fix a dessert that's yummy but isn't filled with sugar and other things you shouldn't be consuming. And you also, I'll add to that that you have a great Instagram site as well and you have a lot of uh, instructional um, videos there as well for, for working out. I do. I've just started into IGTV so I can do some longer videos there. So I'll be sharing um, quite a few workouts. And I'm also going to do some live uh, Facebook uh, trainings for people who have never picked up a weight before. So if they haven't, they don't need to be intimidated. I'll show them how. That's a great place to start. So as we're wrapping up here, what what would you say to somebody listening to this? Let's say she's a woman and she's in her late 60s, early 70s, is not in shape, but has stumbled into this podcast or maybe onto your Instagram or your Facebook page and is looking to you for some inspiration, but just doesn't know where to start. What um, advice do you give that person to take that first step to start investing in, in themselves and in their health? So I guess the, the first recommendation is don't believe the myth of aging and how it has to go. 
because you can turn it around no matter what age. There have been some studies with centenarians and they've shown that they can build back little muscle mass with light weights. So if you can do it at 100, you can do it at any age. So you can start at any at any place. It doesn't matter what your weight is or what your condition is. You start slowly is my big tip and consistently. And there is tons of free videos uh, to start you out. Um, my website might be a place to just get some ideas of how to begin, how to do a stretch, how to warm up, how to pick up that first weight, and then how to advance. And not to try to do everything at once, but just pick one thing and do that consistently. Yeah, that echoes uh, what you said about nutrition as well. It's just, let's start somewhere, let's start small, and let's make it a part of our lifestyle. So that's that's great. Well, you look great. You're a fabulous inspiration for for aging well and for living life to its fullest. I think we've already captured this, but where would you like to point people to, to connect with you? Um, I know you've got your website. Um, we've got your Facebook, you've got your Instagram. Are there other places? Well, one thing that if somebody wanted to connect, they can go to my website and schedule a free 30-minute consultation. And that'll give you a place to begin. I'll be happy to do that. Great. And I'll make sure I put all of those links in the show notes to this. So folks, if you're listening to this, you just want to go over to the, uh, to the show notes, you can see the links to the, to the website, the Facebook and the Instagram as well. Well, let's see, Maria, I think we've, we've covered everything I wanted to talk about. Thank you and best of luck in, in all your future endeavors. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me. Well, that's our show for today, folks. If you enjoyed today's episode, please tell your friends and please consider subscribing and giving us a five-star review. All the show notes and much more are available at our website at silver-edge.com. That's silver-edge.com. So until next time, stay strong.